Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art available in comics. We'll talk to creators, hear about their inspiration and creative process, and then we'll read their comic and discuss it together. We hope you'll join us on this journey into some incredible comics and find some new favorites along the way. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Indie Comics. This is our 101st episode. Uh, Woo! 101. And you thought, yeah, we just hit 100. You all thought that it couldn't get any better than our super mega-sized, amazing centennial episode, but guess what? You said we couldn't do it. You said that there was was no way, that that just let it die. And you know what, Mom? (laughs) Screw you. You know what? Our two fans actually didn't say anything like that, but... (laughs) Because <laughs> it's like Comics 101 now, so we got to keep it simple. <laughs> exactly. But we are here with the most amazing comic, dare I say. This is such an amazing group. This is such an amazing comic. We're super <laughs> excited to share the sequels with you from Fanbase Press. Oh. Um, and today we've got uh, amazing writer Norm Harper. Uh, hey, incre- everybody. And incredible artist Val Halverson and Bobby Timoney. Um, and I'm your host, Maddie. Oh, uh, this is Tyler. And this is Jeff. And uh, if the three of you lovely, fantastic, phenomenal guests would like to just kind of introduce yourself, share a little bit about your background and uh, where you came from. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm Norm, everybody. Uh, I've been uh, making comics uh, for about six years now. Um, started uh, with a graphic novel adaptation of Ricky Tiki Tavi from The Jungle Book. Uh, came out as a graphic novel in 2016, but I hired Matthew Fulsgray and, and we were working on it for the three years leading up to that. Uh, and uh, we got uh, Eisner nominated for that, which was super exciting. Uh, and then I just had another graphic novel from Lionforge come out called Hap Haven, and now uh, the sequels. So I've done uh, three books in six years. So uh, look for my next title coming in, like, 2021, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Keep on track. There we go. Consistency is key. Yeah, yeah. But um, awesome. All right, and who else is with us? My name is Val Halverson. Um, I'm the modern comic artist on the sequels. Uh, me and Bobby do both the art on it. Um, I have been working on a bunch of anthologies that are coming out later this summer. Unfortunately, I can't say much more than that because they haven't been announced yet, but <laughs> so they're cool. coming. So. Awesome. We can't wait to see them. Oh, yeah. Already. All right, Bobby. You can't shy away now. Yeah. This is your time to shine. <laughs> Bring it, Bobby. All right, fine. I'm Bobby Timoney. Uh, I'm a guest artist, I guess, on the sequels. I do uh, some of the, the art chores, although Val ha- handles most of them. And uh, what, el- what else can I say about me? Uh, I do. I draw comics sometimes with my twin brother, sometimes not. And uh, that's pretty much it i draw comics yay (laughs) i love that you're listed as like the 80s specialist and also that you draw with your twin brother because that feels like a very 80s cool thing to do (laughs) i don't know if i'm a specialist i mean i did live through it so i guess i I was there so that that gives me some cred (laughs) i can can practically hear the 80s sitcom music in the background right now as that's being written with his (laughs) that's so cool so right. what got each of you into comics? We can do the same pattern if that keeps it easy. <laughs> if Norm, you'd like sure, to go first. Sure. Uh, for me, it was, uh, it was really easy to chart. Uh, it was when the Marvel trading cards came out in like 1990. Ooh. Oh, so. I love uh, that. that. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I, I always read like the the comics in the paper, Calvin and Hobbes, Garfield, or, you know, those those collections of like Farside that would be like in the elementary school library. Yeah. But uh, I was in sixth grade, and some some kids were like huddled around, uh, like out at lunch, and I was, like, hey, what are you guys looking at? And like, oh, we got these cards, like Silver Surfer and Wolverine, and I was like, what is this? Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, yep. that. Um, then yeah, there's no uh, turning back from that. That's awesome. Val, do you want to share? Um, I've always been reading comics. I can't really pinpoint when I like got into them, like, but I do know when I got like really into comics and started actually just like buying them myself and uh, <laughs> basically being the school library. <laughs> um, I. Started with Watchmen because that's that's the big one. But um, I pretty much had like every major comic in the entire uh, (laughs) school uh, that was just passed around. And (laughs) everyone came to me for all the comic stuff. And that was just kind of my thing for a while. And then I'm like, maybe I'll start drawing some. That's awesome. What was kind of were like? You, were, your, well, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Were you were you drawing like like other things prior to that, or like that's oh yeah. Much... Oh okay, that's what I yeah thought. yeah. I've been drawing a long time. What well, What was your first like entry into drawing comics professionally? Um, well, <laughs> it was for an anthology that hasn't come out, but. <laughs> Uh, it was a horror comic that I did with Stephanie Cannon Um, and it was kind of like a spooky kind of old time like 1800s kind of thing on an island oh wow how cool Bobby what got you into comics Uh, for me my brother and I uh, we always liked drawing when we were growing up and we would collect comics sporadically. And then in, in 1984, our house burned down. Oh, no. And prior to that, we had just cleaned our room, and we like found a stack of comics that was about two feet high just from cleaning our room. <laughs> so after the, after the house burned, my mom was like, well, what did you lose? And I'm like, everything! <laughs> and then my mom was she says, she says well, you, well, I got I to know specifics. So we're like, whoa, we had a stack of comics about this high. And I don't know where she got them, but the, like a couple of days later, she came back with a, a big long box full of comics. Hmm. And for a while there, that was our only possession in the world was comic <clears throat> books. So that, the, that's amazing. The comics started there. What an incredible story. And what yeah. a cool mom. <laughs> yeah, my mom is pretty cool. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Shout out to Bobby's mom, the best mom ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry about your house, but I'm glad that you got to keep your love of comics. And That's true. Yeah. She's doing me a real solid right now, in fact. I'm at a, a comic convention, and I did this big commission for it, which I stupidly left at her house, and oh, she's no. over to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> still still being the hero that uh, the city still deserves. Yeah. How did you guys find each other to make this? Or, like, you know, how, just how did that whole story of you guys coming together to make this story come to be. I think it's asked the same <laughs> question like three times. Beautifully said Somehow. Question, I know, right? 
So how did you all find each other? I'm sorry? Norm and I were friends previously, and we'd been talking about different projects we wanted to work on together. And uh, Norm Double false starts, yeah. For the, the flashback elements for this particular story. And when he asked me to do it, I thought about it for like a half a second, and then I was like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> this was a really tough sell, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I need you to be an 80s expert. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) That's awesome. Val, how did you get involved? Uh, Fanbase Press, they emailed me and were asking me, hey, do you want to read the script and see if this is something you're into? And I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are pretty smart. How did they find you? Did you know them prior or was it just maybe like or like just online somewhere? I actually have no idea what you guys told me. They're just good uh, no, at finding out. Uh, that was actually a recommendation. Um, we were we were going around to different artists trying to find uh, who was available, whose style fit the material, who, um, uh, and and who had you know, who who was free. Yeah. Uh, and we we were talking to uh, an artist that I followed online, and uh, her schedule couldn't make it work. Uh, and so she recommended Val. She was like, this is who I'm like totally in love with right now in terms of their awesome. art. So uh, that's if you so like cool. my art, and we said, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Send her an email. <laughs> and um, that's uh, that's how that happened. That's oh, awesome. Cool. Are all of you guys California based? I know, Norm, you are. But the other uh, are you guys? I'm from Illinois. <laughs> that's a long yeah. walk. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Originally from New Jersey, but I'm in L.A. now. Oh, OK. Well, now I'm actually in Charlotte right now. Oh. <laughs> so Norm, how did the sequels come to be? You you know, you're the creator, this is your baby, and obviously all of you have <sighs> created it together, but also, you know, h- how did you get the idea for this? And we like to be careful because we want people to go and read it and there's, you know, some fun twists and turns here, so we're gonna try to keep it spoiler free, but like this is a okay. really, really, really unique book. Yeah. Um, and Thank maybe you. towards the end, we can do a little spoiler section. Um, so we'll give you guys a warning, <laughs> listeners, before we do that. But, you know, this is so unique and so creative and interesting. What what sparked this concept for you? Uh, it, it really started. Uh, I, I actually live um, not too far from where they shot some of E.T. And uh, I'll, I go hiking a lot for my blood pressure because I'm old. And um, I, I'll, I'll end up walking around through the neighborhoods uh, that, that are in the movie, which, you know, it's a very dear movie to me. I, I've loved it since I was a kid. And it's so surreal to get to, like, you know, walk on those same streets that, like, they go trick-or-treating with E.T. on and stuff. Yeah. So um, I, I was one day passing a park that's uh, where they drive the van up into the park in the movie. I don't know if you know the moment. Yeah. Uh, and I was I, I sort of stopped because it was a hot day. I was tired. I was like, I'm, I'm going to grab some water from the fountain here and just sit for a second. And I was looking around at the park thinking about like, oh, that's still that that was in the movie. It's still here, but these are different. And, and just thinking about how it had changed, hmm. which got me thinking about like, oh man, how, like, what would those kids look like today? Like if you were Elliot, yeah. like what is, what does adulthood look like? And I couldn't, I couldn't find a picture of his adulthood that was in any way like normal or even happy. Like, because you're, if you're, if you meet an alien when you're like 11, you know we're not alone in the universe. There's intelligent life that can travel like interstellar distances. You have this huge adventure. You make a mind connection, with, and then he just goes away, and you're all alone. And and yeah, like your sister and your brother know, and there's those those weird like lab guys, but like they're gonna clamp that down. It's gonna be like a secret. 
and you have to just sort of like walk through the rest of your life, like knowing that that's a thing, a, a truth about the universe. But you know, you watch the news and you talk to other people, and nobody acknowledges like that that's the world that they live in, you know, and and how like bizarre that would be. Uh, and then that got me thinking about other movies. Like if you were Bastion from The Neverending Story, if you were the uh, kid from Flight of the Navigator, if you were one of the Monster Squad, like just yeah. how did like where does that get you to? Um, and then I thought, you know, the the next step is oh well, what if they all met like to mm -hmm. to have like a support? And and that was really like oh I've got a story, you know, and started. <laughs> What is it's such an interesting concept, too, because we think about, you know, even with like romantic comedies and like all these things, they kind of feature the most exciting, the most important, the falling in love phase, the discovering adventure, the big whatever. And like what happens after that? What happens 10 years after that? What happens 15 years? And it is a really, really cool concept that I think not a lot of stories have gotten into. Like, I love sequels. I love like I mean, this is going to be really cliche, but like Disney sequels where like the princesses and stuff have kids and you're like yeah what do you look like as a mom you know because they're teenagers in their film and then it's like what happens when they have teenagers and like I don't know it's just an interesting like not a lot of stories get to go into that like adulthood phase and what that looks like post-adventure and I think this is such a cool exploration of that I think in the Disney sequels they end up looking exactly like they did as teenagers right? Right. I was just about <laughs> to say the same thing <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> I specifically want to call out uh, Lion King 2 Simba's Pride and Ariel 2 Ariel's I don't even remember what it's called <laughs> Return Ariel, to the uh, Sea or electric, something Electric Boogaloo and everybody's dead from the electricity <laughs> But um, it's great because she like denies that she was part of the ocean and then her daughter wants to go out to it and it's like haha jokes on you Ariel your daughter's just like you were go hug your dad <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. But yeah, that's that's such a cool. So, a question for you guys real quick. What would your sequel be? Like is there anything that you would want to go back to or a person that you knew before or Uh I have one. My brother and I were uh we came really close to being in a major motion film when we were kids. Oh, snap. We uh, This is a great story. I love this. Yeah, we we were going to be in Honey I Shrunk the Kids. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> the original script had twins in it, and then the director at the time, Stuart Gordon, most known for the Reanimator and some Cthulhu films, mm -hmm. he uh, he got sick and left the project, and the new director fired everybody, including us. No. Wow! Wow! <laughs> so, so my sequel would be like, I guess, going back and being in a movie. Maybe <laughs> you could have been a movie star. You give were that, robbed. Give, give that guy a Benadryl. I'm like, here you go, man. <laughs> It's never too yeah. late. <laughs> you don't know what this means. Um, That's awesome. Right? And then today I could be all coked out and depressed. And... <laughs> You'd be Shia LaBeouf. You'd just be telling people, well, just do it. Yeah. Be totally deranged instead of just mostly deranged. Which is an interesting concept, too, of, like, we become who we are through our experiences, right? So, like, maybe you wouldn't be the same person that you are had you been in the film. Yeah. You could be, yeah. We took a screen test and wow. we signed contracts and... It was a lot of fun, and they paid for all of that. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a great adventure. How do you? It didn't seem real at the time. So when we did get fired, <laughs> and my mom 
tells us we got fired, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, <laughs> how, do you, how do you tell a kid that? feel anyway. Yeah. It's not happening. How do you tell a kid that? Oh, the movie just won't happen. And then it comes out like six months later, like you see a poster, but mom lied to me. <laughs> not his yeah, mom. His mom's an angel. Name, thank goodness, though. <laughs> Santa's not real. <laughs> Val, do you the working title was called the Teeny Weenies, which is a terrible <laughs> name for. <him>. Uh, that <laughs> would have been an even better <laughs> film. Uh, Val, do you have a sequel? Um, see, I lived in the Midwest, so nothing really happened to me outside <laughs> of just uh, maybe I wouldn't have been friends with that one kid who always stole my Pokemon cards. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I, I respect that. Yeah. How about you, Norm? Uh, yeah. Um, not really like an adventure, but if if I had like if I had the wishing stone, if I could go back, uh, this is gonna sound so sappy. Um, <laughs> I'd I'd talk to my dad. Oh. Uh, he he passed uh ten or eleven years ago, and we weren't like estranged, but we we didn't have a great relationship, and. Uh, things have come to light about my family uh, mm. since he passed that I would like love a chance to talk about with him. Cause it, it makes me go like, Oh, that's why you were like that. Oh, Oh, mm. Oh, you know? And yeah. Um, like, yeah. So that, that's what I would do with my sequel. If oh. I had it. Mm. The seeker of clarity, in other words. Yeah. 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 That's a really good answer. I like that. Yeah, answer that's too. a great. Yeah. Right. That's actually pretty deep. That's actually pretty deep for indie comics, guys. I mean, that's Pokemon really cards deep. also, though. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why the comic just is so good. good yeah. <laughs> exactly. What is it? It's that sense of well. yeah, sense of longing, right? Yeah. Yep. Very much so. All right. Well, what I want to ask you guys is, what do you love most about about the sequels, guys? What do you love most about it? I like the design on the aliens most, and and we can thank Val for that. Oh, God, I love those <laughs> designs. They're really cool. uh, I I get to draw the design in the flashbacks, and they were a lot of fun to draw. So thanks, Val. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just really like the whole idea of having just two different artists coming together and doing all this. Like, I love looking at Bobby's art. Like, it's so cool. Uh, Like, and especially just, like, when we were working on that uh, fourth issue, we were having to come together on like the same panels and stuff. And yeah. that kind of working yeah, together was really cool to me. Yeah. Seeing the characters go back and forth from like the 80s style into the modern day is so cool. So that actually leads me to a little uh, side part of my question that I was asking right here. Whose idea was it to go back to the old Ben day process? Cause I, cause you see that, especially in the first few uh, panels of the, uh, of the dots and everything. The and what? I was wondering, the Ben Day process, the dots. It's the dots. dots. Yeah. I don't even remember. I, I think I, that was definitely in the first conversation I had with Bobby about, like, when I pitched him, like, okay, this is the story, and, and I want to do it, like, with different art styles. So I think we'll need two different artists. And uh, the end of the idea was to, uh, like, I wanted his pages to look as much like an 80s comic, like, as possible, even, like, with the print techniques. And he was like, well, that here's how we could achieve that. So... Um, I don't know who you want to credit, like <laughs> me, like me, like make it do this. And he was like, "All right, here's how I'll execute it." Like so, because I, 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 I think it was particularly effective. Because I'm looking at these first few panels, I'm thinking, "Like, wow, man, it's like I'm back to reading my '80s comics again." 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Bobby did great with that. Thank you very much. I mean, that was that was down nostalgia lane for me there. There, <laughs> doing that whole thing right there, man. I miss the dots. I actually want the want the dots again, but that's just me. <laughs> that was actually a fun process to figure out how to make that look authentic and and only use the colors they had available in, in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. Norm, what's your favorite thing? Uh, my favorite thing is that it just works, like at all. <laughs> that it happens. Uh, yeah, like uh, I pitched the idea to, to Barbara and Bryant at Fanbase um, when it was it was just, it was an idea. I kind of knew in general what was going to happen in all four issues. I knew uh, you know who the characters were and what their their eighties adventure had been, and I kind of could track the uh, the main narrative for them but you know i was saying like and i want to get different artists and it's actually it's three different artists uh to shout out to don who did our covers that were like don's amazing fantastic cover art what's don's last name uh agil okay and i i feel like those are actually a little bit more part of the narrative uh than comic covers might usually be yeah oh yeah because uh, they, they set the stage for like this was this was the adventure this kid lived through then you get you know bobby's wonderfully executed piece of that adventure yes and and in the way it all works what i hoped for what i told barbara and brian is like it's really going to be five stories because mm-hmm. you're going to have the main narrative of what happens to them in the modern day but i want you to feel like you saw their movie in its totality like you kind of know what went down for them right and I think the posters are a big part of that, too. Uh, but I was like, I don't know if this is all going to work. And, like, 88 pages plus four covers, uh, if we're going to convey all of this information in the way that I'm thinking and keep you interested and make you care and allow me to, to you know, exercise some of my own demons about my relationship with nostalgia and just everything we did. And uh, and juggling everything was was because Don was doing his covers separate from from Val and Bobby's schedules on on the individual issues. And um, so there would occasionally be like, oh, like we didn't design this character yet. And I'd look at Don's cover and I'd be like, OK, that guy in the background, he's going to be the mayor. All right. <laughs> like, like, let everybody know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was just like it was it was that kind of uh, process. And there were times where I thought it was going to completely fall apart uh we already had bobby and val drawing uh and issue four script fell apart like i had to rewrite it like 12 times but and and i can see them coming at me like a train like turning in pages and i'm like you have to slow down i'm not done you know <laughs> uh but yeah it seems like it all came together and i i feel like the the overwhelming response is uh that that everybody got it you know, yeah. uh, whether, whether you liked it or not is a different question. Uh, but but you I, like, I think people read it and they get what it is and what we were going for. And that's that right there is, is exciting to me because I felt like we were really jumping off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like the fear of the, you know, the leap, though. Right. And the risk. And I think it absolutely came together and, and really highlights all of your talents put together in a really, really beautiful way. Well, in this case, dude, you were the homer, but you actually made it to the other side with this leap. And that's what I praise about you, sir. Now, in this case, um, we've heard a little bit about your inspirations behind the book. Now I want to hear about what your individual artistic and or, or uh, writing influences are. Uh, yeah. Um, Spielberg, Henson, and Watterson are like oh, the wow. Holy Trilogy Oh, there me. you go. Like, um, those, those are guys that, 
even if I don't like like a particular thing they did, like I can sit down and watch it. Like I recognize <laughs> all of its merit, even if it's not my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, and when I do love what they did, like I love it, you know, beyond compare. Uh, so I, I always kind of go back to them uh, with a special shout out to Don Bluth also. Oh, yes. Love Don Bluth. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Val, how about you? Uh, for my art, uh, this is going to be kind of weird. <laughs> no weird. Uh, we like weird. Is, yeah, we like weird here. This is more horror based, but H.R. Uh, Giger oh, is Giger the is top. awesome. Uh, Junji Ito. And then uh, Jamie Hewlett is a big influence on me. That's awesome. He did all the gorillas art and Tank Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Good and list. Good definitely list. like a great project for you two to get to explore some of that horror uh, elements in at least one of the chapters. Mm. <laughs> I guess all of them in different ways. Oh, yeah. Sci-fi horror. <laughs> That's awesome. What about you, Bobby? Bobby. Uh, for this particular project, I was looking a lot at, at, uh, at what I consider like the iconic artists of the, the 80s. Yeah. And I, so I was looking at John Byrne. Oh, and, yes. Uh, Alex Toth, although he he's kind of predates the 80s a little, but I still, mm-hmm. I, that still resonates with me in that time period. Yeah. And I, mm. Yeah. Alrighty, it's 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 that time. Um, <laughs> it's that time again, folks. It's that time. We're we're back at it. Um, hundred episodes later. Um, okay, so we ha- we have a we have a thing, uh, that we ask everybody. Um, ev- everybody gets asked this question, and I'm I'm stalling for time because. <laughs> anyways, we ask we ask all of our people. We like to keep, really scare them now. I know, right? We like to ask a lot of positive questions, but I think it's it's sometimes good to reflect on sometimes. The, the things that aren't so hot and great. Um, <laughs> the challengers. Yeah, one of the challengers things. So what is the what is the worst review you've ever gotten is uh, the question it that can we like be, to ask. It can be an authentic review. It can be something that you thought was funny. Yeah, something that your mom said about your podcast that keeps you up at night and be like, man, what am I doing with my life? Not based on personal experience, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Ob- obviously. Ob- obviously. <laughs> what am I doing? It's cool if you've never gotten a bad review too. That's that's okay. It could just be us. Uh, no, it, it's just narrowing the pain down to one. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, I, I, I do not believe that for a second. Uh, I, I think. All right. Um, when uh, Matt Foltzgrade and I were working on on the Ricky Gravick novel, I had also written a, a, a children's book mm-hmm. called The Naughty List, and uh, it was a much smaller project than Ricky. So I let my I, I talked my wife into letting me spend the money to uh, hire an artist and get that printed first, so I could make uh, technical mistakes on learning how to get something printed on that book, and so Ricky would be better off for it. It's actually very smart of you. Yeah. Um, so so I hired uh, Christopher Tupa, who uh, worked on Monster Elementary with Bobby, um, and uh, we we made the book and I had it printed, and so. I said, well, you know, I, I should start getting my name out there, knowing that Ricky is going to be out in like uh, three or four months. So this, you know, this was October. I start going around uh, to different places in LA to be like, hey, can will you carry my book on consignment, or can I do a signing, or you know, sort of explaining my situation. And uh, I go into this this one bookstore, and uh, I, I explain what I'm doing there, and catch. She's like, oh yeah, uh, the owner's in the back. Hold on, let me go get her for you. And so she comes out. And I, I give her the whole story again, like, so I made this book and, and blah, blah, blah. 
And uh, she goes, yeah, that sounds great. Let me see the book. And I, I pull the book out of the, the bag that I'm carrying. And uh, I don't even get a chance to hand it to her. She's like, no, nah, you know what? That's okay. Like, oh my gosh. She, what? She, she totally judged it by its cover. Quite literally. Uh, and, and sent me on my way. And, Is that store uh, still around? Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, don't go there. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm what joking. do you feel no. like? What do you feel uh, like you learned? That, that's why I'm not naming them. Right. Um, what do you feel like you learned so, from yeah, that? Though? As I walked out, like, like I think as dejected as I'd ever been, like, and, because it wasn't just the rejection of that book. It was like I've got this huge graphic novel coming that I've also spent all this money on, and I'm going to fail. Like, so uh, I think that was probably the worst. Yeah. And yet, then. Your graphic novel got Eisner nominated. Yeah. So jokes on you, lady. And you have an amazing new book, and you're a great guy. And you're, <laughs> you're a great Thank guy you. to get. And Tyler's with. real in love with you. <laughs> the greatest award of that's all. Cool. But we that's should what, hang. Right? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> you you doing a huge mistake, um, which is also one of the reasons we asked this question, right? Because I mean, everybody has highs and lows, and I love this. I love like you listening have to and get through the lows sometimes and push through the negative and stuff. I love it. That's weird. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I I, I want to be better, so I like hearing the negative stuff. Yeah. Val, do you have a worst review? Um. Well, <laughs> I've been on the internet a while, so I get a lot of <laughs> comments like mistakes. That. Um. But not on YouTube. Gotta, YouTube, they're never negative. Uh, I got a comment recently. I, I don't know what I would classify this as. It was just weird. <laughs> um, Unlike so most internet comments. I, I drew like this kind of creepy monster or whatever. I threw it on Twitter. Fine. And I get this comment from some guy. And they're like... <laughs> Oh, I can sleep tonight because daddy monster's looking after me. Wink, wink. And I'm like, what? What the what? hell is this? <laughs> what is that? I am like, so sorry for thing- that comment. What I actually meant was. <laughs> wow. Like, the, it was one of those things where, like, the longer you looked, the worse it got because, like, their username was, like, fear or something, and they had, like, an anime avatar, oh, and it, it's, like, always God. That's, like, the definition of, like, some guy on the internet. <laughs> that was amazing. Bobby, oh. Bobby, do you have a worst review? I don't know. I think that's, like, the most positive review you could have gotten. <laughs> right? I mean, he was comforted by it. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was really a compliment in its own way. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, do you have one? Yeah. I got, um, I did a deck of illustrated monster pinup girl playing cards. And one guy online, uh, I guess he was mad because he really liked the idea behind it, but he hated my art. And he's like, this this artist, this idea deserves way better art. So that kind of hurt my feelings a little. But I was, but I responded. I was like, well, thanks for liking the idea, at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I mean, I'm gonna take the positive out of it. Which you know, I have to give you credit for. That's that's. You should have made thing. him a card. <laughs> yeah. I made him into a. Oh, I don't know what that person looks like. Internet troll. <laughs> Yeah. That would be internet an amazing troll. series. Sexy internet troll. Yes. Yeah. Please make those next series. Sexy troll. <laughs> so to wrap it up, I want to ask one of my my favorite questions. Um, but to bring it back to the sequels, as we kind of close, 
what do you all hope that readers get out of this book? Like I, you know, you talked about it kind of coming together in this firestorm as I think so many independent comics do. Yeah. Um, I think it's such a beautiful book. I think it's such a powerful book. I really connected deeply with it. I think it gets that nostalgia. It gets that sense of, you know, where do you go from here? And are you looking ahead or are you looking behind? And and what do each of you hope that a reader takes away from this when they read it? I I think um I would I would hope to inspire um maybe some people to uh be a little uh less quick to rush to judgment if if you see that that something from your childhood is is being uh remade in a way that doesn't immediately resonate with you hmm. you know um recognize it like you know that's okay you can go do something else like you you had your time <laughs> with it and that was great yeah. but you know uh you don't you don't have to uh you don't have to invest in it again just because it has that name on it you know hmm. Uh, it, it's not, it's not your, your local sports franchise. You can just, you know, do other things. And, and if I, I, if I could just inspire a little bit of calm in that regard with the book, I think I would be very happy. Yeah. Maybe that these stories are a little bigger than any individual. Yeah. Great. Val? Um, I just think it has a really great message just about nostalgia in general, just not always looking to the past constantly just you have to move forward a little bit yeah. and like look to the future and I think that's a great takeaway wonderful Bobby I think this is one of those books that you can you can recommend to someone who's comics curious but doesn't really read comics like, that's a great uh, like I want a podcast called comics curious can we rename it into <laughs> comics? Oh thank you <laughs> Has Bonus episode. Asked, like, well, what book do you recommend? I don't read superheroes. What book do yeah, you recommend? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is this could be one of those books, and I, my hope would be that, like, more books like this one would will help people realize like the potential for comics to be more than just what people generally think it is. Absolutely, and that mo- medium too of the graphic novel, where you know it's four parts. There's a beginning, middle, and end, and. <laughs> You know, it's very purposefully done. It sounds like there were a lot of rewrites towards the end, but I mean, it feels like it was all so intentional and it was all so carefully put together. And it feels like a cohesive story that, you know, the end is exciting and there's a future there, but also, you know, it's it's succinct and it it says what it needs to say and, and moves forward. And I think it's really beautiful and. I love the kind of message of don't judge a book by its cover too, yeah. and that you don't, you know, just as you were saying, you don't totally understand what's going on exactly. beyond yourself sometimes. And you have a certain perspective at a certain time in your life and that can change and that can develop. And I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I have one last question. Wow. Tyler. I know. I just oh. ruined everything. Um, this is a sequel to your question. Um, Ooh, nice. Oh, nicely done. Um, so uh, this is the sequels. So what would the prequel comic be called? Prequels. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's hey, pretty. Hey, hey, Tyler. Uh, note to Tyler: edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The final question. I like just the quiet. Like, the, the I, I, have one, I have one final question, and it'll be all pre-record. Like it'll be like post-record. Yeah, I'll, I think I think so, post. 
We'll do it live. I mean, that we're going. I mean, if we're going 80s here, I think we need a back in, back to the future kind of adventure for that one back to, to save you from yourself, right there. I'll just I'll, I'll just be like, it was like, oh, so uh, here's a, here's a great question, and then I'll be like, Tyler would use the wishing stone to go back. I'll and just do not voices say for that. everybody. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, true story. <laughs> um, um, so in a in a real final question, where where can we find you all? Where what are what's next for you? What can people look into? What should we be looking for? Uh, I'm uh, at that norm dude on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also find some of my work uh, at Karate Pet Shop on Twitter. Uh, and uh, Bobby and I will be at San Diego Comic Con uh, debuting yeah, yeah, yeah. the print edition of the book and uh, also possibly talking about it on a stage somewhere, but I can't really say yet. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll be bringing Perfect. my 80s ex to bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We'll be at Comic Con too. There. I just can't say anything. Yes. Uh, wow, we have something we're not allowed to talk about. This is exciting. So many secrets. Every that. year. <laughs> Great. I feel like this episode needs a sequel. <laughs> yes. No, please. Um, <laughs> you don't want more of me. <laughs> Bobby, what else are you up to? I, I'm working on a comic book right now called uh, Ella the Engineer, and it's for young girls who want to grow up to be engineers. You say Ella at the Engineer? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and the first issue is free online if you want to look it up. That's oh, so cool. I'm working on the, the last couple issues now. Perfect. And uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Bobby Timoney on both. Perfect. Val? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fishmas. That's like Fish Christmas. Uh, <laughs> that's a long story. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I've got a couple anthologies that are going to be having kickstarters later in the summer nice. again i can't talk too much more about that yet Indeed. we're a secretive so. bunch aren't we <laughs> i'm doing a really exciting thing just a little sometime bit. somewhere <laughs> that's awesome well thank you all so much for joining us um, this has been so much fun. Uh, definitely up for a sequel next time that you guys are collaborating or if you ever have new news for us. Um, and thank you, amazing listeners. Episode 101. Thank you for listening. You can check out our other podcasts on iTunes and all podcast apps. And check out our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com, for articles, videos, and more. Please also remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, we're talking to you, Tyler's mom. Give yeah. us those five stars or four stars or, you know, yeah, whatever mom, you're feeling. Mom, if you can change that one star to a to a, even a three star, that'd be we'll great. We'll take it. My birthday present. <laughs> you can stay updated. <laughs> you, actually, you know, Bobby's mom, you sound really cool if yeah. you're supporting your son, which it sounds like you do a lot. Five stars, we'd appreciate. Is she adopting 30-year-olds? She's done with kids except for her grandkids now. Oh, dang it, we missed our chance. Um, you can also stay updated on our Grand Geek Gathering Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we stream on Twitch. The intro is provided by Cranston, and you can buy the sequels from Fanbase Press at your local comic book shop. Ask them to order it. They'll be at Comic-Con. They're online. They're everywhere. Check it out. Yeah, buy go, it. Also, go to fanbasepress.com. And, yes. um this, this is after Dude, that. that. But um, uh, I, I want to congratulate them. Yes. Fanbase Press just got their 100th episode on the Fanbase Weekly, another podcast of theirs. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And... I guested one at once, and it was amazing. Um, I talked about Star Wars and other things I and didn't know about. And they're still our friends. And, so. um, yeah, Fanbase Weekly, a great podcast. And uh, Barbara and Greg, much love. I think like, last they're time we did, what was the last book we did for them? Margins? Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Barbara's amazing. Yep. Brian's amazing. Fan base honestly is such an incredible group. Yeah. And I hope you go support them. B and B, like M and M's. The B and B and B's. <laughs> I really need to stop talking. So go check out Fan Base Press. Go <laughs> yeah. buy the sequels and come and join the gathering. Have a great week and G G G. Episode one oh one. Sequel. <laughs> the sequel to episode one hundred. <laughs>